And welcome to another very special July 2018 episode of Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter in a room full of awesomeness. Let me tell you, you're in for a treat tonight. We are blessed to be with you. Absolutely. So last week was our special 4th of July episode, and we had four wonderful testimonies from Dynamic Young adults proclaiming the glory of God in their lives, the true transformation that took place to lead them to be missionaries at this place in Damascus, uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camps. And it was appropriate maybe that that was during the week of the 4th of July, which in our nation's history celebrates a revolution, celebrates an awareness of a tyranny, an evil Uh, that merited people rising up and being united around a common mission, a common idea that we would be one people united under God, one nation with liberty and and with justice. And they understood that to, to declare this and all who signed that declaration was a death warrant. It wasn't just simple or comfortable from a lazy boy and an easy thing to do. It, it involved something, uh, of their own lives. And accordingly, um, are we not today in a kind of era where we're aware of maybe a sort of oppression, a sort of evil that surrounds us? And I'm not speaking of any human person. In Ephesians 6.12, it says we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in the heavenly realms. We are facing that today, brothers and sisters. And when we look at the press right now, the battle, the showdown of the Supreme Court decision, it is really exposing the rift in our country. A rift of an understanding of the human person is a commodity, is one to be used, as one based of raw desires that ought to be pursued, as that, that ought to be, quite frankly, with the consequences thrust upon the rest of us, or a nation that is going to understand that we've been fashioned with a purpose in the very nature of God. The height of our purpose is to inhabit his indwelling spirit, uh, from which we discover the abundant life. So, really, a revolution needs to happen again. We need to say yes to a revolution. We need to be aware that lives are at stake. Souls are at stake, and it's not going to happen if we're just comfortably doing what we always did. That's what these young people gave proclamation to last week at Damascus. Something touched them. Jesus touched them. They were anointed. They were awakened, if you will, from a slumber. Some of them from, if you will, being on the side of, of a, a real, um, if you will, under the captivity of the enemy. And uh, so tonight what we have is sort of a, maybe a second part of that, and that is young people who have been at Damascus Catholic Youth Summer Camp from this region, whose lives have been profoundly impacted by that experience. And uh, before we get into that and ask them questions, and by the way, we just want to keep it real here, Ignite Radio Live. We are not arrived, folks. Anybody who is listening right now and thinking, oh, that holy show, or people who, you know, I don't know, pretend to be holy, that's not the case. You know, if we, weren't, we're, if we didn't acknowledge we were sinners, we wouldn't need a Savior. It can't be more simply put than that. We're sinners. I'm a sinner. I need God's grace. I just declare that. He is the one who's the revolutionary who wants to change my life. That's what unites us all tonight. We come together with an awareness that we are sinners, which means separate, 
in need of intimacy. Is that not the deepest desire of all of our hearts? To be deeply known by our God and to know God, to be in intimacy with him. Wherever is going on, whatever is spinning around, whatever clouds are around you tonight, brothers and sisters, let's just claim and declare this, that God made us in his image and that there's no greater pursuit than intimacy with our God. And we're hopefully going to hear that declaration tonight. And even on a bigger stage, we want to hopefully um, identify the path that together in this region we can take in our marriages and in our families, to radiate that love all the more as family to the world so that people can know that it is powerful. Join me in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we do come before you right now acknowledging our imperfection, our weakness, our yearning, and our struggling, Lord. We acknowledge the ways in which we put masks on, God, and we try to disguise that inner uh, alienation, maybe that inner contempt, all the ways in which we've allowed ourselves to be victims to the lies and the whispers of the enemy who haunts us with things of the past, who lies to us about our identity. We renounce him right now. Whatever anybody is hearing right now, Lord, or all united who are hearing together, uh, we collectively claim the power of Jesus in his name over these forces, these principalities and powers And in renouncing them, Lord, we know that it makes space in our hearts, and we invite you to inhabit them, to flood them. Fill us, Lord, with your presence right now, your healing, transforming, reviving presence, not just in moments, God, but as a way of life, that we breathe you in, and that we breathe you out, that all we do, Lord, be acts of praise. Make us aware of who we are, God. You revealed Jesus to reveal to us our nature. You give us families to make God, who is love, known, yourself known. Awaken us to this great identity and this great mission. Come and flood us now to overflow. Let there be a holy revolution in our lives and throughout this whole world that your kingdom come and your will be done. Now and as it is in heaven, we ask this in your name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son, Son and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 We invite you all to mark on your calendars August 12th, which is our awesome family Emmaus day being held at St. Joan of Arc from 1.30 to 6.30. And you can check more out and lots of other stuff too at ilovemyfamily.us. If you go there, you can register for the day. Um, It really is going to be an awesome opportunity of just fellowship and conversation and family building and just awesomeness, which I think is the word for tonight. There's also um, some other things there where Uh, we've been blessed to have responses from people of a family portrait. So you can meet some of our mass impact families. And if you want to fill out the, um, what are we calling it? Family portrait. We call it a survey, but really, well, it is actually (laughs) labeled a survey and didn't change the name, but fun little questions and also inspiring questions that give us a portrait. So there are a handful there right now, which are just fun to read, you know, just neat little stories about family stuff and Who are some there, staff? Yeah, they'll have to go to... Meet the Blazics, meet the Grodeyes, meet the Huntabrinkers, and yours is a way we have a slot for you folks, so... That's right. So unintimidating questions for you to fill out. Um, We're trying to post one every few days, so um, stay tuned for that. And again, it'd be awesome to meet your family via the questionnaire. And uh, it's an awesome way. The the opening song was Tell Me Me Your Story. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's how we evangelize. It's just the real stuff of life. Um, 
What else is on I Love My Family.us, so, Greg? So, folks, you're going to see, uh, hopefully, pass billboards throughout this region saying, I love my family. And what's the point of that? Um, proclamation has power over the atmosphere. When we proclaim truth and goodness, it has a power over the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Somebody to say, I love to my wife, I love you, or my children, I love you. When I come down in the morning, you know, maybe we're all groggy and awakening and getting ready for things. When you as parents, and we as parents say, I love you, it has the power to change the atmosphere. Or you matter to me, to me I care about you. In our opinion... This world needs a change of atmosphere. Amen. This world needs people okay. to recognize through the clouds and confusion and all the lies about, about uh, spinning about us. They need to hear a powerful proclamation. Which of us are not part of a family? And we know families are imperfect. We know they come in different shapes and sizes and challenges. But God, nonetheless... From the beginning of time, through all of history, see the same thing. Families struggle. They've got difficulties. They've got their challenges. But families are anointed places where God shows up, where God is present. Families exist to make him who is loved known. So we just invite you. We're, we're stepping out of the boat on the water, spending our own money and resources to get these billboards up. And we invite you to help us. Go there, ilovemyfamily.us, and, uh, and you can kind of see um, where and how you can help us and be part of this. So we're going to dive right into this. Um, we're going to begin by just going around and introducing ourselves. So um, so I'm going to go to my right. I'm going to say, who are you and what is so far your favorite part of summer? And this is a kind of short introduction. Who are you, your age, what school you're going to, and your favorite part of summer? And then we're going to get back to talking about the powerful experience of Damascus, C-Y-S-C. So beautiful young lady to my right. My name is Katherine Schleter. I am a sophomore. And... My favorite part of summer, oh gosh, um, so far it's probably been camp, so at CYC that was really powerful and awesome, so yeah. My name is Casty Langendorfer, I'm a sophomore, and I would have to agree with Catherine that CYC was definitely the best part of summer so far. Where do you go to, do you say where you, where you went to school? You probably did. No. No, I did not. I so go to what Anthony year? Wayne. What year are you going to be in school and where are you going? A sophomore, Anthony Wayne. My name is Grace, and... And you need to speak into the mic. I'm speaking into the mic now. Now I am, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will be a freshman at the School of Home, a.k.a. Homeschooled. Schleter Academy, yeah. And (laughs) I think I'm going to say what we're all going to say and have said is my favorite part of summer has been CYSC. We should have said besides CYC. <laughs> That's good. Too That's late. pretty hard. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Ava George, and I'll be a senior at Notre Dame Academy in Toledo. Um, and I'm going to have to agree with my girls that uh, the best <laughs> part of my summer so far has been camp uh, CYC. Um, yeah. Awesome. Wunderbar. <laughs> awesome, awesome. My name is John Paul Schleter, uh, JP, if that's what you want to call me. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm going to disagree with you guys and go with uh receiving jesus in the eucharist yesterday especially was really powerful it was awesome i was uh playing a game of access and allies with with the boys and uh father adam hertzfeld and he said competitor said mass at his uh, parents house and there's just something really powerful about like being with only like five people Mm. um and having like mass there's just something about it that was awesome but that was probably the most powerful part of my summer um there's also somebody on the phone currently are you still there mike 
I am still here. Yeah, you are. Michael Hamasen. I wish I had the clapping Dude, track. Dude, I love you. Know. you. This is awesome. I wish you were here. Welcome, but cool. Michael Hamasen. So, where do you go to school, Michael? Where, where you go to school, man? I'm really happy to be uh, right now. But oh, I like to go to Northview High School. I'm 17 years old. Let's go. That's and awesome. Did I, did I what my... Are you by your radio right now, by chance? Having a little bit of audio issues. We got the Darth Vader underwater sound going on, Michael. <laughs> if you have a landline, that would be better if you could call in on it and suddenly have your radio down. Mm -hmm. But we want to hear your awesome oh. voice and your story. So uh, we'll I do have a. Go ahead. Alrighty. If you want to call back on the landline, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll call back. So, um, folks, we're going to set this up. Uh, before we do, so you know, a key theme of our movement at Mass Impact, you see it in the banner at massimpact.us. Not another program a way of life in Jesus Christ. It's both a declaration and a challenge. We are challenged to live out the dynamism of the Holy Spirit. All of us have been, hopefully, if you're listening, I'm sure you've had powerful moments or encounters with God. And uh, the same Holy Spirit, by the way, that was present in those moments is equally present to us in every moment of our lives. Take a moment and just think about that for a second. The wonderful experience you had, that encounter, what changed internally, your heart, your mind, your soul, is present right here and now, is present wherever you're sitting, is present with those around you, and wants to work powerfully in the same way. And so we kind of want to chart that journey and create tools and resources to help get us there. And it is happening, and we're excited that it's happening. And one way that it's happening among young people is an awesome thing called Lit Group. It's been going for two years, and it's just a little bit of a commercial because I'm going to put John John the Paul, John Paul <laughs> on, the phone, uh, on the phone in a second to... <laughs> discombobulated and the word the lord is working through all this folks it's all cool if there wasn't a mess we wouldn't need the messiah so we thank you jesus thank you for the messiah and we're getting the dead signal on the other end wow michael um so jay you can cut the line of the dead signal but um anyway so uh yeah so a lit group meets on a weekly basis generally of young people in our home sometimes we've had as many as 60 people they come from all the schools in the region and it's a great occasion to talk and pray with joseph gone john paul was always kind of in there with robert kelly and ava george who's uh, coming back as a veteran it's a great occasion to gather and i'm just saying this so as you're listening to these young people tonight all of them are involved with this lit group and if it interests you as a high school young person if you've been confirmed through high school I'm going to give you the address, the email address, so you can contact me and say, hey, my son or daughter and my granddaughter, grandson want to be part of that. Send us a note alive at massimpact.us. We live in Holland, Ohio. Some come as far as 20, 25, 30 minutes away, again, on a weekly basis to talk and pray. It's really been a powerful thing, and we'll get to that in a moment. But, uh, John Paul, do you want, are you available, <laughs> as you're answering phone and all that, to set the stage for what is Damascus in Catholic Youth Summer Camp? For sure. Uh, so... Damascus Catholic Mission Campus uh, is the home of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. So uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp is a program run by Damascus. Damascus uh, just a group of mostly young people, uh, radical disciples, all about bringing heaven to earth, for uh, allowing the kingdom on earth to flourish. And so they do that through... Um, a lot of different programs. In particular, they're known for uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, which goes on in the summer. There are, what, eight sessions? Am I, am I right in saying that? I think that? so, yep. Eight sessions of 250 campers each. Um, awesome. Just crazy. Uh, and they'll minister to them over, like, 
different groups come each week. Um, and then, like, in the winter, it gets more into different retreats, so confirmation retreats, uh, first communion retreats I know that they've had, uh, which would be awesome. I would love to see a bunch of, like, third graders, like, praising <laughs> God. That would be amazing. Um, and they go into the community to minister uh, to the community around them, youth groups, schools, all of that. Um, so, yeah, incredible program. We have a partnership with them at Mass Impact. Um, so I don't know if you have anything to say about yeah, that. Yeah, so what what does it look like, John Paul? Like, what is a general flow portrait of what they're doing actually at Damascus? Are they on their knees singing and chant, chant in Latin? I'm yes. sure you would love that no. full time. <laughs> now, give us a portrait of what one would see if they go there. If they go there, they will see a community of people who will inspire you to live out your faith. Um, I can't. But in amen, any other amen. way than that, uh, just an incredible group of people. What form does that take? Uh, however God wants it to take. Uh, usually it's uh, in the form of, like, there's a lot of praise and worship that goes on, a lot of uh, discussion, um, like good, like, Christ-centered discussion. Um, high so adventure yeah. activities, maybe? They do have high adventure activities. This what do they true. consist of? What are some of Gosh, those things? You guys will have to help me out. There's high ropes, there's jet skiing, there's paintball, there's archery tag, there is, uh, what am I missing? Giant swing. Giant swing, sacred art. Vertical playpen. Um, vertical playpen, zip lining, um, blobbing, all, all the goodies. I'm definitely missing some. That's so, awesome. in particular, uh, the me- the image is forever etched in the memory of many of the campers from this past week, where we are blessed with the formidable presence of Father Eric Schill. Yeah, and I can only say this because he is self-effacing and fun about the whole thing. And he was uh, singing the praises of the blob and the opportunity that he had to be the bouncer. I don't know what term they use for the guy who jumps off of the platform onto the one blob side that launches the other person. So Father uh, Eric Schill gets the award for truly launching somebody into ministry. I think they're still up in orbit somewhere. But anyways, a very powerful uh, image for all of us. All right, so let's let's get down to this and like get past the surface. And by the way, that itself is maybe a message of getting past the surface. Surface is great. You know, how's the weather? How are sports? All right, logistics. But to dare to go deeper, to dare to ask kinds of questions that might take some risk. But um, we don't stretch if we don't take a risk. And if we don't stretch, we don't have our capacity open to receive the new wine, new wineskins. We're all yearning for new wine, but that new wineskins has to stretch. And so, Ava George, I'm going to start off with you because you are brand new, first timer (laughs) to CYSC. First of all, you're probably haunted for a number of years by the lit group to go. So (laughs) just share with us, what was your experience? Uh, so I went week A, which was the most awesome week to go, because um, everyone was fresh walking in, um, especially me. I um, just didn't really know what to expect. I heard from all of you, all the greatness um, from your family. And, you know, we pulled up on campus and there were a bunch of people dressed up in costumes and uh, just the spirit was overflowing through them um, and their craziness and their awesome of the spirit. And uh my dad actually love him, um, and he was like, "Wow, this is going to be so good! Look at all these Jesus freaks! Like, this is so great!" <laughs> and I'm like, "You're right! Like, this is going to be good." So um, we pulled up on campus, and we got to meet Aaron, who is just amazing, and as well as everyone else there. And um, yeah, the I just can't even explain it. I mean, I'll, I'll try to, <laughs> but just the spirit there was so alive for me. Um, and that week, I was able to become fearless. In my life, um, a lot of times I am 
overwhelmed with anxiety with a bunch of things, um, but I know that those are all lies and that the spirit um, is truth and life. And um, yeah, that whole week I was just able to, uh, you know, jump onto the blob and be like, Jesus, I trust in you and jump and fall in his arms. And I fell, actually. I didn't make it. <laughs> but um, you, I was... did, you missed the blob altogether or just kind of side? <laughs> yeah, I, I missed. No, I, yeah, I slid off. Okay. <laughs> but um, I was given a second try, so it's good. But um, yeah, so it was beautiful and awesome week. Um, Jesus moved my heart. Um, I'm living for him, mm. only him alone. Um, I love him with my whole heart. And so, yeah, CYSC was wonderful. So, Ava, you gave us that word fearless, and what I love is that almost everyone going into this week kind of connects with maybe an area in their life, at least one, maybe more, that um, is uh, stands in the way of that Niagara Falls of grace. Uh, fear is obviously a big one, and the fact that you voiced that, and as you're saying it, I'm picturing the week itself and how they are, like you said, jumping in the blob or other things that were occasions, and maybe even equipping you, maybe share a little bit about this too, of how you're maybe equipped to deal with the same lies, the same whispers, mm-hmm. and uh, and how now, a couple weeks later, if you will, back in the quote-unquote real world, you're finding continued victory in that area. What have you had to practice to kind of maintain that? Great. Uh, yeah, that for me started in the small groups. Um, at camp, we have we break into small groups, and we're led by our counselors um, just to get to know the girls or guys that are in your group um, based on your cabin number and whatnot. Um, and you're allowed to you know open up to them as much as you want and at first it was sort of like names and whatnot and then after that it was just dive deep um in the spirit and he moved so much in that so i think with my small group especially uh, the most iconic group out there um we just got to know each other and by uh listening to each other's stories and knowing each other we were breaking down those walls of those lies um, of all those fears in our lives um and we we're women of the spirit. We still are. And we go home and we still chat on the phone together. Um, you know, how is Jesus working in your life? Can I call you? Can we pray a rosary mm-hmm. together? And I thank God and give him that praise because um, that's how I'm living at home now is I'm not only praying. It's also a struggle, but I'm not only praying for people, but uh, God's calling me to pray with people. Mm-hmm. And that started in my small group. Um, and I'm ready to bring that home to my families. And I'm doing that now. Um, and I'm asking that the spirit would just tear down those walls that are there. Um, That's awesome. Using you a little bit just to kind of open our minds to the big picture, and then we'll kind of move around and hear from everyone else. Uh, There on campus also, so folks, as you're listening, it is thoroughly committed to the magisterium of the church. Mm. They're thoroughly anchored in what is revealed to be true. And um, I say that to suggest that all that is true is um, what God revealed for our good, for our unit intimacy with Him. And uh, from the liturgies to the ways of prayer, Lexio Divina, um, obviously with the activities and how God is present through that. And, you know, the word which we shouldn't be wary of using, but we know it can have a connotation of charismatic, but that's biblical, and it's obviously part of our Catholic Church understanding. We often say we don't like adjectival Catholicism. To be Catholic is to be open to all God desires. It's that simple. It doesn't matter if we understand it. It it matters if God has revealed it to be true. And so these young people are getting a good openness, I think, in a very mature way to all that is true. And one of those things is sort of a word of knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's sort of opening the door to being attuned and taking the risk to communicate things that God is speaking to us 
over the life of others. Um, and they're almost always, they're always very positive and very affirming and encouraging. And we haven't talked about this, Ava, so I don't even know how you're going to respond to this. But, but how, uh, maybe two questions. Um, how did you experience that gift for you? And maybe how, if at all, did you become attuned to this capacity in yourself to maybe be an occasion of an instrument of speaking a word to others? Okay, sure. Um, well, it all starts with you and Jesus, I feel like, and mm-hmm. just getting to know him more um, and wanting him more, wanting his heart more um, and asking the whole theme for the week was uh, Vene Sancte Spiritus, come Holy Spirit. So asking him to fill your prayer every time you make the sign of the cross, um, even when you're just sipping your tea on the, I don't know, the back porch, mm. just saying, come Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, but it all starts with Jesus and he gave me the gift that week and he still gives it to me. Um, to just open up my heart and say, I want you to be vulnerable. I, I want you to step out on the waters. Um, I'm, le- you're leaving the shore now. You, you can't go back. You're, mm. you're still going. And so, beautiful. You, and you need to take people on your boat with you. Let's go. Um, led by Jesus. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, just being open to the spirit. I'm sorry. Is there anything else? No, no, no. You're <laughs> getting it. So, yeah. so um, <laughs> like, had anybody, for instance, in your yes. group or others spoken okay. things and said, you know, I, I really feel the Lord is wanting to say this to you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. And did you experience maybe any of that for others? And I'm kind of shooting in the dark here. I, yes. you know, we haven't talked about this, but it's a powerful part. And when we open that door, I think God wants to do that with all of us. Yes. So, if that happened, how did it happen with you? Yes. Um, so. Um, after adoration every night we would go back and we would talk about one thing or multiple things that you see uh, Jesus through each day um, whether that be a person um, and um, the Lord he's so good to me and I've been able to um, other girls in the group would you know compliment how the grace just flows through each other um, and that's just so so good Um, and so so for Michael's (laughs) chorus (laughs) all the kids Uh, yeah so one night um, during adoration, the Lord put on my mind, you know, a picture of a person or a person struggling with something and in the group and not being afraid to talk to them about that wow. in the group in front of everyone else. Uh, just because there was that, again, we're iconic. No, <laughs> again, that uh, just being comfortable together to speak about that. Um, and that's just so important in your families. Um, just asking the spirit what you you want that person to know and affirming them in that. Mm-hmm. I guess. That's awesome. I was just going to say, we uh, have Michael on the phone if we want to jump to him next. Absolutely. Yes, my boy. So, bro, Michael, give hey, us... Can you? Am I clear? You are oh loud gosh. and Let's clear. Go. Loud and All proud. Right, awesome. Hey, Hey, brother, just lay it on us. Uh, what was your experience like at Damascus CYSC? What did, <laughs> how'd the Holy Spirit work in your life? Preach it. I'm excited. Let's go. Okay, okay. So, um, from before, uh, I'm Mike. I'm 17, and I go to Northview. Yeah, you do. Um, and my favorite part of summer was most definitely... Adoration at Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Um, so just talk about it a little bit. Um, it was amazing. Um, and it was something that I really didn't expect. So coming into camp, I really didn't want to be there. Um, and I didn't really want to go in the first place. I kind of wanted to stay back home and enjoy the 4th of July with my friends. You know, just maybe go to a party or something. But... Um, the first night of adoration, uh, the Lord really touched me in a way that I wasn't ready for or wasn't expecting, but I'm, I'm so glad he did, um, because that night that he touched me, um, I've always heard the term of, like, dropping your baggage and, like, letting go of, like, all your fears, all your doubts, mm. but I think I've been making a mistake for, like, 
um, a long time. And that mistake that I've been making was I've been trying to do that myself, um, mm. which is something that I realized while I was at Adoration, actually. Um, and I was praying to Jesus Christ. I was just um, praying for the Holy Spirit to come upon me. But I still was holding on to my fear and my doubt, and I thought I could let it go myself. But something I realized, it just, like, occurred to me just randomly, was that he's the only one that can that can drop it for you. Yeah. And uh, so I, I asked him uh, to drop it, and um, my small group leader actually had come up to me. And uh, one of the most powerful things, I feel like, is when someone just lays their hand on you and, and speaks the Holy Spirit to you. Yeah. And um, that's when I really felt... Um, like a true encounter with the Holy Spirit, I really felt Him working through me, and uh, I really felt all my baggage just leave me, like um, everything I've done in the past, um, all my fears, all my doubts, all my sorrows have just been like put upon Him on the cross, mm. and uh, I just felt really fresh. I felt new. Um, it was amazing. That's awesome. awesome. I just want to say real quick, it was... So, Mike Hamilton was, like, my favorite camper to experience, like, CYC with this year especially because, so he has an awesome heart. Uh, love you, Mike. Thank but you. um <laughs> Like, it was incredible watching all the things that the Lord did in your life at camp because, I mean, like, we came in and, like, I was hoping that you'd be there, but I wasn't sure, like, yeah. if he was. And so I come up and you're, like, at the drinking fountain or whatever, and we had, like, a freak-out sesh that was going on yeah, um, for a solid five minutes, and it was awesome. But, uh, like, just, at, like, over the course of the week, just, like, watching, watching the encounter that occurred, like, in your heart and, like, as, like, you began to enter again into the relation, your relationship with Christ and, like, how much that just started to drive you in every single thing you did, like, at the activities, with, like, conversations with people, with, and, like, mm -hmm. it was just, God worked through you so much, and that was so awesome to see. So, like, praise God for all that he did. So Thank I just you. gotta, you're awesome, man. So I gotta push this out there, because there may be teens who are listening, and we just want to keep it very real. Uh, teens right now um, offered fruit from the vine that promises to make them happy, to bow down to, things that compete with our affection for God. So, Truly, could you imagine anything being more fulfilling, more satisfying than what you experience? Sex, devices, alcohol, drugs, whatever is out there that your peers, you know, are struggling with right now. Could you imagine anything being more fulfilling and more powerful than what you experience? Mm -hmm. I really couldn't at all. No. It's funny. There, uh, Like this summer especially, I don't know how much y'all have, like, whatever, but the, the whole full send summer thing annoys the heck out of me. Like, it's... Uh, it's it's called a full send summer. A lot of people oh, have used used that language. I've never heard full that term. Um, what does that full mean? Send. So so pretty much like I guess I guess it, it can mean a lot of different things. Just what it but sounds like to, like, to go guess. to go like crazy, just to like to do it all sort of thing. Just and the full send. And yeah, just send it, bro. Um, but like a lot of a lot of people I talk to are like, yeah, this summer's just gonna be a full send summer, and uh, that usually involves uh, drinking too much. Um, living a life of promiscuity. Um, there's just a lot of mess that occurs because it's like, it's a full sense summer. Like, you just got to do it all. And, um, and like, that's not going to fulfill you. The only thing that's going to fulfill you is the full send of Christ's spirit in your life. Um, and, like, that's something that I think we all encountered at camp was just the spirit just, like, being sent into our life. And, like, it was definitely a full send. 
and then, like God worked so much in that and like I can I can say like with a lot of the different struggles that like people go through um, and the lies that people buy into of um, that like you'll be fulfilled by this or this or this um, like there's only one person who can truly fulfill you. Like there is a God-sized hole in each one of our hearts that only God can fulfill. And we can, and we can try like throwing other things in it with the attempt of filling it, but it's just going to go down that hole. So um, Mike, go sorry. Ahead. No, no, go ahead. So Michael, how are you, how are you cultivating the seeds planted? Because we know even in the best of families, which you have one of the best, that the that the atmosphere is um, is toxic, and that that we're wired. Let's face it, men are wired a certain way. Women are f- wired a certain way, and the enemy tries to feed that with a false falsehood. You know, a little bit of truth, but a lot of falsehood that uh, leads us to decay. Uh, anybody in this life experiences that. You know that you've experienced it. So how? Just lay it on us. How do you live it? How are you practicing trying to live it? So um, before Catholic Youth Summer Camp, uh, I really haven't been. And it's, it's been a struggle for me. Um, but I think I can really see a brighter future right now. Um, and I really thank the Lord for giving me this past week. But, um, yeah, everything around us, um, or a lot of things around us, really can be toxic. And uh, the devil really tries to get through us through just comfort and doubt. And I think one of the biggest ways that he got to me was through doubt. And... And I think I really thank the Lord. He really slapped me in the face this past <laughs> week because when I was at adoration, just His full presence came upon me, and, and it was just the warmest, most amazing thing I've ever felt. And actually, the next, the day after for adoration, um, I went into adoration like wanting to feel the same thing. So I was like craving this this feeling that I got, which wasn't wasn't a feeling; it was an encounter. It was so Jesus Christ could bring me towards Him, and I just got this warm message that I felt that he was telling me, you know that I am. You don't need to feel my touch. Mm-hmm. You just need to know that I am. Because I think a lot of times people strive um, and hunger for feeling, for an emotion. But really, it needs to get to a point where our faith leads us and our feeling doesn't lead us. And I think that I finally understand that I need my faith to lead me. So I'm really going to work on my prayer life because uh, that's something that I really suffered from in the past was that uh, was because I didn't pray. And I think so many people don't realize the power of prayer. And I, I thank God that I, like, finally can see, like, the, the full potential and power of prayer. So um, I'm striving to pray a rosary every day just to bring me closer to Christ and just to make mm. that relationship between us stronger. Let's go. Beautiful. Love that. Folks, you're tuning into Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. We're talking about a youth revolution. It's not Mm. just this hyped-up language. Uh, It is young people who live in this culture, who experience all the temptations and pressures, who've succumbed to it in certain regards, but have had an encounter have had an encounter with a living person of God who is real, who is live, who wants to make us aware of his presence, who wants a relationship with us. It is absolutely true. And I, even as I say this, I'm aware of how it can be reduced to cliche, yada, yada, yada. I'm 50, folks, and I've been, by God's grace, with my sin and struggles, no less excited now than when I first met Jesus and began walking with him, which was in second grade, another story, another time. But it only gets better. And I will say, Michael, you identified kind of a key thing, absolutely prayer, guys, committed to prayer. But another thing that this group that you're listening to tonight, if you're listening to us right now, hopefully you are. Um, if not, you will never, you'll never know. But uh, uh, the lit group, 
we mentioned it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. They meet most um, most weeks on a weekly basis. We've had as many as 60 people come together, keeping it very real. Young people seeking to encounter Christ more fully and to pray and to speak life into one another's lives. Great transformation has taken place here. If that speaks to any of you out there, I encourage you to send me an email alive at massimpact.us, alive at massimpact.us, and simply say, tell me more about Lit Group, Youth Lit Group. Um, let's go on to some of our other younger women here in the group. So, Gracie, um, you are going to be a freshman this coming school year, your first time as a high schooler at Damascus Catholic Youth mm-hmm. Summer Camp. Share with us your experience. Um, so, I'm not, like, new to charismatic stuff or Holy Spirit or whatever, but I think every time something, like, happens, like some event, I come in expecting... Like, oh, yeah, I've had it before. I've had it all. There's mm. no more. And then every time that's just, that's blown away. So I think my first big night, I guess, was Tuesday night. And Dan Demite went up and gave a little, like, talk about um, baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then he invited people to come up during adoration. And they had the monstrance um, exposed. And just pray, get prayers for baptism in the Holy Spirit. So... At first, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go up or not, if, like, Jesus wanted me to just be praying over people, which I was doing, or go up. So at first, I wasn't really, and I was praying over one of my cabin mate, small group people, and, like, she had an amazing experience. And finally, I was like, well, you know what? Like, there's an open spot over there. No one's going there, so I'm just going to go up. Like, I'm not really expecting anything to happen, but might as well. So I go up there, and it was someone I knew. So she's like, all right, let's get this started. Like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want more of? And I was like, you know, I just want more joy. Mm. And so they started praying over me. And then within the first, like, 10, 15 seconds, I rested in the spirit. <laughs> and then, um, and three of the people near me are laughing right now because they <laughs> were experiencing this with me. Yep. And so I was just, like, filled with this incredible joy. And I just started laughing, and I don't, like, I can't really share how other people experience like, it. It was a heartfelt like, laugh. Like, it was the it was, most, it was, <laughs> like... I was belly laughing. It was a belly laugh, like, hardcore. And, like, I don't know, like, how they saw it, because I'm not them, but, like, I don't know. I was just filled with this, like, incredible joy, and then I would start laughing. It was so and contagious. Everybody in the room in the would room just start started cracking laughing. up. And then no one could really stop, because it was, <laughs> like, funny at the same time, but it was so beautiful and genuine, and it, it was just hilarious. And then finally it would be, like, quiet, and then I'd start laughing again. <laughs> the whole the joy room of the Lord. laughing again, yep. So Beautiful. even, like, through benediction, like, later, like, when I, like, finally sat up, I was like, wait, where did Jesus go? Like, I didn't even notice this. And then um, also Thursday night, um, we, as a small group, would take turns going to the middle. We, like, circled up and just ask for prayers for stuff. And then we would all pray over each other. And I think I was the last person to go. And I was, like, feeling, I don't know, um, like, through the course of that week, a lot of the stuff was identity. And not only, like, I'm bold and beautiful, like, all that's truths about yourself. I'm also, like, powerful. I have power. Um, because I'm a daughter of God. And I think I really claimed that as I was praying over these people. And I didn't really feel like like the Holy Spirit didn't want me to put my hands on them right away, so I just kind of kept my hands in the air. And then for everyone, almost everyone, um, 
the Holy Spirit would like be like, okay, tell them to surrender and put your hands on them. So I would do that, and they would rest in the Spirit. And <laughs> that happened, I think, all but two of the girls rest in the Spirit when I put my hands on them, and that was, like, amazing. And then I rested in the Spirit, and it was just, like, I think the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's also amazing to think, like, there's never, you're never full. There's never not more. So what else is to come was really cool. So I want to thank you, Grace, for sharing that. And as a father, uh, proud father of our family, uh, I've shared this often on the radio because it just needs to be shared, you know, in spite of our family's commitment to faith and desire to be vibrant atmosphere and you hear us, I wouldn't want to mislead you in not knowing that we don't struggle with the enemy's attack and the debris in our own lives and to kind of share with you those ongoing challenges. And so I'm really blessed as these young these children of ours um, experience greater outpouring of God's grace and enable them to speak truth and life and light to us. And one thing I asked the question um, was either the day we got back or whatever. I said, so what do you guys think we can do as a family to more fully, um, you know, foster a culture of encounter? And I encourage, by the way, parents, you to ask that question of your children. What is something we can do as parents to more fully foster this culture of encounter in our homes? And it was along those lines, but Grace, you had said um, just to speak life into one another and um, maybe to be aware of our words, because even in our family with the range of ages, some of us may be more given to this than others. There can be negativity and there can be cynicism and there can be sarcasm and all of that. There can be, there is. And, um, again, if proclamation can change the atmosphere, that can go both ways. Proclamation, negative proclamation can make it negative. Positive proclamation can make it positive. So, Grace, in particular, and just sharing for our listeners, what a beautiful thing for you to say, you know, I really feel like we, we all need to work on speaking life and being aware of, of the words that we use and the impact that they have. So I'm just, for our listeners, how awesome that fruit is to hear wisdom and encouragement from my daughter that I do think um, helps us as a family, reinforces what we desire as uh, husband and wife, Steph and I, and makes it all the stronger. So Cassidy, share with mm-hmm. us, what was your experience like? Um, narrowing it down to one event is very difficult because <laughs> the whole week was amazing. But I guess something that really was powerful was just um, like truly finding your identity in Christ. I mean, you hear people tell you all the time, oh, you're a daughter of God or you're beautiful or you're so pretty. Um, But just truly knowing like who you belong to and that what other people think of you in this world does not matter or should not have any impact on your life because um, when you find your identity in Christ, um, it just seems so little what other people think. Um, and I guess just another event that like really stuck out to me would be, well, Tuesday night we went up, as Grace said, to go get prayed over. And I guess I had higher expectations. I was like expecting me to feel this like amazing feeling and so when I went up and I got prayed over, I didn't feel very much. Like, that's mm-hmm. terrible to say, but I was just like, okay, no, like, real. cool, I got prayed over. And so I was talking to Catherine, and she's like, all right, well, like, I'll pray over you. So she prayed over me, and everything she said just, like, touched my heart so strongly. Mm. 
And um, so we went up closer to the monstrance and just like prayed and looking around, I mean, everyone was just so touched that it was just a beautiful thing to see like how many people were like just filled with the Holy Spirit after going up there. So I just, I guess seeing other people was very inspiring Mm -hmm. to see this community of people that um, are going on the same journey as you. Cassie, I got to put you on the spot. Uh, A few years ago when you first went, your dad had actually called in and given this testimony, and it was very, very moving to me, and even now. Um, As he explained, uh, a conversation that took place, I believe, I thought it was maybe you were in the car on the way back and talking, but do you know what I'm talking about? When uh, you had shared with him what had happened the first week at CYC, but you kind of summed it up, Dad, this week. I gave my life to Christ fully. Mm-hmm. What was that like? How did your parents respond when you said that? Um, my dad, I think, teared up. I'm not sure. So that <laughs> I'm was sure he did. <laughs> um, just a nice thing to see, like how much um, it means to him. Like our relationships with Christ is one of the biggest things he tries to pursue as a father, mm-hmm. and it's a really amazing thing to have blessed with such a wonderful family. Awesome. And again, such a, a wonderful journey to be in this region, folks, with our kids coming back from such powerful experiences. And just for the adults to gather regularly, to be talking and praying and sharing candidly our struggles with one another. And uh, just a little seed again, if you go to ilovemyfamily.us, that's what these lit groups are all about. Seven-week seasons where we gather on a weekly basis and share our faith with uh, no more than 10 people in a group. And, uh, you know, we're going to launch into the next season of these after August 12th, after this family Emmaus event uh, taking place at St. Joan of Arc. It's a great context for you, our beautiful listeners, to experience some of this in your own atmosphere, if you will, in your own home, in your own family. And the stories we're hearing are very similar to what you're hearing tonight from adults. So if you're hearing, gosh, I wish I could go at CYSC Damascus. We all wish we could. But God's and the same spirit is present to us in our homes. And that's one thing we're definitely discovering through these lit groups. So on to Catherine. Catherine, what did you experience that week? Um, oh gosh, a lot has been going on in my heart, like before camp, um, during and after. Um, and I'm still kind of like soaking it all up. And um, so I'll try my best to kind of articulate what's going on. But um, during camp, um, God just like broke a lot of mindsets that I had been living through um, that I knew weren't truth, but I couldn't help but like um, see them as truth. Um, kind of some of them were. Um, just feeling the need to perform for people um, and kind of goes down to identity and worth. Um, and um, just that was the main one. But anyway, um, and I before camp, I had just been praying that um, that he would just like, that he would, um, sorry, I'm, I'm stuttering. But, good. Um, that he would just like break that mindset and like let me live in freedom. Um, and different things going on in my heart that um, he would kind of just speak through those. And um, so, yeah, so during camp, I um, I already said this, but I just experienced freedom during that. And um, God just worked powerfully through me and used me to reach to others, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, we're going to ask the question, the infamous question now, if you had this moment, which you do, 
to speak to parents. What do parents, what would you like parents to know about what's going on? What would be helpful? Um, any, anything like that? What, I don't want to say advice, if that's the right word we're looking for, but what words um, do you wish parents could hear to help on this faith journey with their kids, um, in the family? Ava. Okay, so um, <laughs> again, going back to the thing about uh, praying for someone, but praying with someone, um, and for parents listening, uh, we love you so much. Um, each of your children love you. Um, even your nieces and nephews love you and adore you because you model Christ. Mm. Um, and so we thank you for all that you do. And um, so I invite you parents to uh, pray with your children. Uh, I know I went on a Kairos retreat a couple months ago um, uh, for Notre Dame for my junior class. And after Mass, we had the opportunity to pray with our families. And that was uh, the first time, um, or one of the first times that my family has ever prayed together. Um, and in that moment, hearing, we were all vulnerable, but we were speaking from our hearts because that was mm. truth and that was God right there. Um, so praying with your family just reveals so much. Um, and yeah, it might be scary. You don't really know what to say to your kids, to say to one another. But I promise you that what comes of that is pure joy, pure love, mm -hmm. abundance of life, wanting to live for Christ together, uh, for the kingdom, bringing the kingdom to earth. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, going off of that, uh, there were a lot of campers, so in our men's session, because uh, at camp they'll have women's session each day and men's session each day, um, they, that there are a lot of campers, guys at least, who were they wanted a relationship with their parents um they wanted especially like for most of them with their father like they wanted an interaction with their father about real things not just about sports although like some people desired that just for like their dad to come to one of their games mm -hmm. um and i don't mean to say this like to bring condemnation but to bring about new life um we need parents to step up their game. We need parents to um, to dive into every aspect of their children's lives, into um, into the joys, into the hurts, into like the real things. Like we want to have the conversation about faith, even though it doesn't seem like it. But like that's something that so many of the campers were like. Even those who weren't necessarily, I'd say, like started the week like on fire. But it's like they they just wanted a conversation with their father um and like allow that to happen um i guess is so i all i have to say mike are you there mike's mike's gone by mike's, the way. Gone. Yeah. mike's not on the we mic love God. we love Ava, go ahead. and yep. so um let's say if uh your children let's say you just want christ in your children and you don't see that um and so we're on the radio show talking about how <laughs> much we love jesus but yep. maybe your children aren't feeling this way and that's okay uh don't lose hope that's totally okay um again there's the lit group coming uh going on this saturday uh yeah, which we'll probably is. talk about soon but um you know i talked about uh praying with your children and let's mm -hmm. say they're like oh that's not like a thing like i don't think i could pray with my family because i don't even know jesus uh pray about it and um talk with them about their hearts mm -hmm. um just about how they're doing in life and then planting the seeds of jesus through those conversations um will help them to open their eyes to Christ. Um, and so it's all about planting those seeds, which I'm sure you're doing, which is awesome. Thank you so much. And I just invite you to 
not give up hope, um, to trust in Jesus, and just ask the Holy Spirit to flood um, in your life. Cass? Something I thought that was really cool that Dan, Dan or Aaron, I can't remember, when we were doing the Mass with our parents, the closing Mass, he said, parents never feel guilty again for waking your children up out of bed Mm -hmm. to go to early Sunday Mass. And I just thought that was so true because the Mass is where it all starts. Mm -hmm. Amen. Great advice. Catherine or Grace? Um, Kind of just affirming what John Paul and Ava said, and of course Cassidy, but um, especially Ava, what she said about just like planting those seeds in conversations and actually like caring um, about what's going on in your kids' lives. Um, Like I know with my dad, especially like when he reaches out and like asks those questions, even just things going on like sports or where we went, Um, or what we're doing like that means a lot and I just like look forward to those conversations and um, they do plant seeds like Ava said again into prayer and um, open up vulnerability and just like praising God so yeah so we try to um, create content that that enables families to do this to receive God alive in our relationships and that's really what it's all about is when we open our hearts to one another we experience God. It is literally a holy community that, that corresponds to holy communion. I know it sounds pretty deep, but uh, that's the reality. I mean, we receive holy communion, but how, how, many, how often do we receive holy community? <laughs> and so we're, you know, we're receiving of the Eucharist or the sacrament, and maybe it's empty for us because we don't see it translate into what it expresses, and that is the vitality of God alive in our relationships. And what is it that makes that happen? What's the heart? Well, the heart is the mass. This is my body broken for you. So to some extent, the heart of this holy community that is family, we need to be broken open in a sense. We need to be willing to share appropriately, obviously, the right times, the right places, and even sometimes to say, you know, you hurt me when you said that, or can I talk to you about something you said, or, you know, I wonder if you misunderstood me, or did I hurt you when when you said this? Could we have a conversation? And again, appropriate time, appropriate place. But God is in that conversation. That is really the the dynamism of Mass being lived out when family does that. So, We had the intuition, Steph and I, early on, that life is so busy, it commands and demands so much from us, that unless we make it happen, it's not going to happen. On this date of July 10th, 2018, if you desire what I'm saying right now, that a year from now, July 10th, 2019, that you desire to experience this more, the only thing that's going to make that different is you taking the initiative and saying, I have to put a flag in the sand. I have to make this happen. It's not just going to spontaneously happen. Now, I will tell you, in our family, it generally does spontaneously happen because we've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, if we miss, our kids will ask the question, hey, what's a victory? What's a challenge? Or, hey, Dad, what's your feeling? Or, you hurt me when this. It's just, it's in our culture. It's in our fabric. And we still want to make the time. We try to make that time regularly, sometimes a couple times a week to talk and pray. And it's the thing we really look, maybe there's a little bulking, but usually not. We usually enter into it and we pray and, and engage each other. But for those of you folks who've never done this, we know you're faithful Catholics. We know you go to Mass. But don't you desire to live the power that Mass promises to give us? Don't you desire to really know this grace in the Eucharist? It's like you're being, you're being given million-dollar bills, and you're throwing them in the bank, and you're, you're starving. Why is that? It's because you're not spending that currency, that grace. And again, how do you spend it? You make the time to talk and pray. So I encourage you, say to your family, hey, folks, uh, pick the time. Thursday, it's late, 730 to 830. 
let's get together and do this thing. The weird guy on the radio, Greg Schleter, says he does it, and can we just do this? Give it a shot. You know, one hour a week to do this. What is the it, my love? Massimpact.us. Find the Libet Gathering Guide. There's one for groups, there's one for families, and just follow it to the letter. I mean, there are three simple rules about it. You can see it. One is to love one another, which means to listen to when others are speaking. Number two is... (laughs) <laughs> the environment. Um, make it uh, an environment of encounter. Don't have distracting things on or around you. Three, make it your own. But there are daily questions, for instance. Even if you just did what are the daily questions there and went around and expressed a victory, a challenge, an affirmation, something new that happened that day. If you went around and did that, as one woman said to us, that's all she did with her younger children. She said it was a culture changer to do that on a daily basis. Oh, in addition, what happens is When you hear, in my case, a child or my wife speak or they hear me, they understand maybe why I'm struggling or why I'm grumpy or why I'm struggling with something. They have mercy on me and they're praying for me. And number three, it's a context of accountability. If we do it again the next day, hopefully I'm working on some stuff because I I shared to them the day before some of the things that I allowed to maybe affect me and I've got their prayers. And, uh, you know, it truly becomes a saint-making machine, a saint-making encounter, and that's what family is meant to be all about. And it also uh, has there for you the upcoming Sunday readings with some questions, but just to even read through those, even one time, you know, it, it takes on a whole new meaning when you hear them at Mass then, and just the little insights that perhaps you shared together as a family. So for sure, the Livid Gathering Guide, but I echo, you know, Ava's words about praying, and is uncomfortable for most people for whatever reasons and that's okay but the only way to break through that is to break through it and just to do it you know even starting like you said even the conversation of things you know we can easily turn those into prayers you know things we're thankful for our challenges and just lift it up to the lord that way so folks i'm going to challenge you to go to ilovemyfamily.us Join us in the adventure. It's not just going to happen. you got to make the commitment. Join us in making a commitment to experience God more fully alive in our marriages and in our families. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we avail our hearts and our minds and our relationships to you. We, cl- we desire that you claim us completely and that we live completely for you, that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all.